Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of VR Download. Yes, this is one of our live shows that we do each week. We do two a week. Uh, this first episode that we do in the week on Mondays is uh, live in the Upload Virtual Studios. We deal with industry news and updates and we don't talk about games really i mean not you know what we're playing and anything like that uh i'm kyle the host and uh with me today as usual hello ian hamilton here i am sorry i did not mean to throw this video up i leaned into the tablet and uh activated the video here yeah well you know it just uh demonstrates all of our cool new features here uh we have the ability to cast photos and videos up onto stevie the tv i got plenty of people here in the chat so don't be uh, shy let us know what you think about what we're talking about okay enough of that let's get into the news so our first news piece of the day is there's a bunch of games that support 120 hertz on oculus quest 2 with the v28 software update Oculus Quest 2 now has experimental support for a 120 hertz refresh rate. Uh, I have here in my notes, here's every game that can run at 120 hertz on Quest 2. I'm not going to list them out. Do you have the ability to do that, Ian? I do. I do. There's oh. only, there's only, it's, it, it's adding uh, on a periodic basis as the devs are able to get their stuff up and running. But right now it's Echo VR, Cubism, 11 Table Tennis, Racket Fury, Virtual Desktop, and then over on App Lab, you can get Rhythm and Bullets. Uh, and those are the, the 120 hertz games right out the launch. I actually reached out to uh, Hand Tracking Lab um, to see if they were able to get it up to 120. Because I am running, I have the latest update, I am running uh, this studio right now here at 120 hertz. And I went into Q Cubism briefly and tried it out. And uh, it doesn't improve hand tracking but it can make you feel like it does. That's the kind of uh, thing you have to... <laughs> okay. It, it, perceptually speaking, you're seeing more subtle movements in your fingers that you didn't perceive before, uh, as I think the way I've been trying to, to, to comprehend how to explain this. So right now, this feels uh, more fluid, I guess, to me, um, here with 120 hertz in, in, D, in Heaney's uh, latest version of the studio. Hmm. Yeah, I'm jealous because I'm still stuck on V27 point blah, 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 blah. And every time I check, I refresh and alas, no V28 for me. So I am a, I am a sad Kyle today. But that's okay because it'll show up eventually. Everybody's like, oh, have you tried AirLink yet? Oh, have you tried 120 hertz yet? No. No, I haven't. I've, I've I've tried 120 hertz, I've tried AirLink, and I was even able to get the keyboard tracked in VR. And that's my favorite one that I'm going to be sort of obsessing about this week. Uh, that, that tracked keyboard is amazing. Uh, I mean, it's, it, no, sorry, it's terrible right now. It, it, it like, <laughs> you, put, you, you put the keyboard down and you start to move it. You'd like nudge it in position and it, it's like maybe a second behind the little nudging for it to mm. actually update the position of the keyboard. But I mean, it, it's better than you physically moving the keyboard from here to here and the sync up getting messed up. Uh, it, you know, it's better than that. So, but it's still, you know, it needs to have a much lower latency on, on updating that tract. I have a technical question and I don't know whether anybody here actually has the answer or if I'm just being silly. I mean, I might be, but the 120 Hertz refresh 
is for the screen. Uh, did they improve on the tracking refresh? I don't. Well, that's. I think there's a limitation on uh, the cameras, how quickly those refresh. And yeah, he and I spent like six months ago digging through patent filings and trying to find, you know, what uh, what sensor they're using in the IMUs of these touch controllers and what might be in the next generation. And uh, I think that's the limiting factor there is is the 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 refresh rate of the cameras as well as the refresh rate of the the IMUs and stuff inside the I controllers. Mean, you you mentioned the subtle movements of your hands when you were doing cubism. And it feels like that wouldn't be as affected by the refresh rate of the screen as it would be as the actual refresh rate of these little cameras on the front. You know what I mean? I'm just I th- it's like perceptually like if I'm only perceiving an update every Let's let's take a more extreme example of like 60 hertz. If we go back to like uh, a much lower 72, it's all this stuff is incremental. 72 up to 90, up to 120. But like if you imagine you're only seeing these updates every you know that that infrequently, um, and then you're doubling that up to 120, you're perceiving all these moments in between your finger moving where you just weren't seeing it before. And and so it's like it feels smoother, even if they didn't actually improve the tracking itself. It feels smoother to you because you're seeing uh, all those little um, things in between that you couldn't really see before. Yeah, I, I find that in my situation, uh, I'm in my VR dungeon here, which is just like a mud room in the bottom of my house that I've commandeered for VR. And it's... Uh, it's not bright enough. So I find that when I don't have enough light, my hands are like, <laughs> I'm doing that manually, by the way. Uh, but if I, I, I get more lights in here and then I, I have them blasting down on me and my tracking is much better, but I sometimes still think that my hands are like shaking unnecessarily. And I just, I wonder, I've got one of those IR floodlights uh, that I can use that uh, I might add another one of those to this room. To try to get, I, think, more. I don't know, I don't know. It's uh, the, but the refresh rate, we're getting closer to it. You know, I read somewhere that uh, you know it's not. We were at seventy two, then we were at ninety. Now they're pushing one twenty. At what point is this sixty hertz interpolated to one twenty? You know that like smoothness going we on. We were talking what, what, about that. Um, so there was a there's an Oculus engineer out there, uh, Justin. I uh, can't think of his last name. Um, who has a tweet thread talking about. Uh, Heaney just said it. What was it, Heaney? Rogers, Justin Rogers, uh, over there on Twitter, and he's got a thread talking about how uh, it's likely to to get reprojected eventually. And I think that's a feature that PlayStation has had for a couple of years uh, to get some of that smoothness. And it sounds like Quest is probably going to move in that direction uh, as well for some of its experiences. But yeah, it's still going to be uh, incremental sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, month after month yeah yeah oh is this the actual tweet none of this matters if the app doesn't actually hit frame rate most of the time various warp technologies help but actual frames are better i expect advancements over time though where an app renders at 60 but reprojects at 120 and it feels better than say native 72 or 90 um you know there are people out there who couldn't stand the hobbit movies because they were 48 frames per second instead of 24 and oh it was, you know, the, it was a nightmare i did i i went to one of those theaters that had it at 48 
and they had all these special effects where they're throwing dishes at one another in like the first uh, half hour of that movie. And it just looks completely unreal uh, to see that it's because it's a medium wasn't made for it. The medium wasn't made for uh, you, you, your eyes have been programmed over all the years you've been going to see movies to sort of consume movies at 24 frames a second. Uh, it's complete. It's, it's very hard to compare how this feels better and better and better the more the frame rate increases because it's it's a completely different medium. But yeah, I, I totally hated those Hobbit movies when I saw them at the higher frame rate. Oh, yeah. Now at uh, what was it? Uh, Michael Abras said 144 hertz is the magic number to hit. Oh, Index has that experimental 144 mode. The thing that that kind of that that gets so interesting about this is you when you're on a PC, it becomes because of the way the hardware works, you've got all these different chips that you just bought off the shelf and put together in your own configuration uh, with maybe not enough memory um, and maybe you're throwing a very high-end game at it. And so sometimes the software could be throwing at you like 72 reprojected to 144 and so you're getting a whole bunch of simulated frames or maybe it's even going down to 60 and it's getting knocked up to 120 it's just that the moral of the story i think ends up going uh back to this idea that um really really well-made software and clear guidelines on the hardware that you're using like every quest 2 is going to be built the same from a hardware perspective and you don't have to deal with every kind of uh, cpu and gpu on in the market yeah. causing weird performance things. And so like ma- many people, s- some people out there might've gone out there with their index and tried to put it up to 144, but they're not actually getting real 144. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because the software itself needs to be able to handle it. I mean, just because it can hit 120 Hertz doesn't mean it always will. I mean, you know, just go up to any VR dev out in the industry and say, Hey, can you reduce your draw calls a little bit more in your game and just watch them explode? Because it's it is really truly the hardest thing, it really is. Uh, let's let's take a look here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it looks like we've got a few hellos. Uh, hi, Andrew King. Uh, hi, Luca. Hi, Pixel. Hi. Oh, I'm gonna say this wrong. Cat Yam HD. Hello. Uh, all right. And, uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Smash reality says when I got a 4k TV, I couldn't stand how many little movements I could see and pores. I don't want to see pores. Hey, I I feel you on that. I feel you. It's terrible when you see something that's so clear, you're like, wow, I kind of wish I couldn't see because yeah. you know nowadays with everything shot in 4k you can see the makeup on people's faces you can see uh the prosthetics and you know around their head when they've got a wig on and there's hair you can see a little bit of a seam nowadays you couldn't see that back in the day so there is some it's, value to the lower quality yeah sometimes. it's funny to think about like uh in the hobbit example back it's yeah that the the props start looking like props the sets yeah. start looking like sets Whereas in VR, we want more reality out of what we're seeing. It's you know we it's like we want it to be more like uh, the real world. So like increasing that makes it feel 
uh, smoother. From I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, uh, James is saying that past 250, it becomes moot. Um, I can't remember. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Like it, I've yet to experience what that feels like. I know there's people with crazy monitors out there experiencing some gaming at those crazy high refresh rates. I'm, I'm really curious to see when we get that in VR, whether it's like. Are are you, do you or anyone you know uh, can perceive the flicker of fluorescent lights? Mm. Sometimes? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think some people's eyes can actually see it, uh, the flicker, and others cannot. And I, I believe that that perception will mean a lot to people who are trying to do VR. If you can see that then you are probably going to be more sensitive. And, and I think everybody's eyes and perception are just a little different. And so it's it's difficult, you know, just like everything else, like IPD or, you know, the size of the straps and all that. You know, there's an average, there's a majority, and then there's the outliers, the exceptions, not the rule. And, and those people, I think, uh, will slowly get folded in as things get better, then those people will slowly have a, a better time. I so I go back to the topic hand. I do recommend people get Cubism and try the hand tracking Cubism at 120 if you've got the V28 update because I think that gives you a real good sense of the difference. Absolutely, absolutely. Do we have anything else to say about 120 hertz? Uh, not right this minute. I think. Uh, let us know if you've got anything else to bring up there. Yeah, it's it's nice to go up from 72. I. Kind of when you've got a white environment, like a completely blank white environment at 72, I do notice the flicker there. So uh, it's nice to kind of get away from that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Well, then let's move on to the next piece of news for today. New Oculus avatars coming to PokerStars, ProPut, Coasters. Facebook launched its latest avatars today. But I think it was yesterday, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, on Friday. Uh, no, it was a Friday. Okay. Now with full upper bodies powered by machine learning, you can check them out today in three Quest apps. Now, um, number one, the first thing that jumps out at me, uh, leaps out at me, is the ability to leap because there's feet. There is a full torso all the way down to the bottom. Only when you're editing it. Only when you're... So oh. they explained this to me. I got on the phone with uh, Facebook Reality Labs and talked to uh, one of their people who uh, is managing the avatars. Uh, Mike Mike Howard, I think, is his name, uh, which is confusing to me because I want to say there's like several Mike Howards uh, that have worked at Facebook in the past. Uh, so this is a current employee uh, with that name. Um yeah, the way he explained it is that uh, when you go in to edit these avatars, you see a full body, but you only see, you know, from the the top up when you're actually in an app because uh, this isn't ready yet. Uh, the reason they do this is because uh, apparently as you're going through and selecting your body shape and your body type and everything, uh, you're able to visualize and own your relationship to that avatar more completely if you see a full body in the mirror versus just the upper half. So uh, you kind of like, uh, it sounds like you make a a connection to your avatar more if you're customizing it with a full body avatar. But again, just to be clear, if you go into those three apps, and those three apps are PokerStars, ProPut, and uh, the Roller Coasters game. Uh, I can't think of its full name right now. Um, You will see these new avatars 
um, in those three apps. Hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Now, um, the see, I haven't played with this yet, and so my curiosity is, you know, now that we have actual arms, uh, how's the inverse kinematics? How, how's the IK? I mean, are yeah, the elbows? Uh, of course, you can't uh, see it here, but my, are the elbows flying around like a bird or what? <laughs> yeah, they're using machine learning. This is the stuff that uh, Carmack in his uh, Q and A with. Uh, Bosworth at Facebook sort of suggested are the obvious uses of artificial intelligence in VR is to the, the comment was more or less no standard algorithm can go and do a good job of this sort of guessing. And uh, I think Facebook is pretty happy with this where they've arrived at, you know, applying machine learning to provide the full upper body I'm going to guess it's not going to be perfect, but I'm also going to guess that, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten in there and tried these out yet either, but I'm going to guess it's uh, some of the best we've seen yet. Um, and it's not going to be too bothersome. One of the things that I noticed right off the bat is that uh, the body shapes allow you to be, it's a more robust selection to choose from. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy to see because I'm not a small person myself. And so I like the idea of not all of my avatars making me look so svelte. Uh, as much as I'd love to be like that, I'm not yet. So, uh, you know, that, that that's pretty important to me. Now, I did notice, though, and I don't know if we can go back to that other image, um, the it still seems like all of the avatars like to wear skinny jeans, very, very tight fitting uh, clothing. Uh, nothing is baggy or flowing. I don't know. I'm going to have to play around with it and do a full assessment and see if I feel like I relate to my actual avatar. I mean, yeah, there's so, some different body shapes here. You can yeah, see. it's definitely different body shapes, but they all have these pants that go straight down to a, a you know, a cuff almost every time. And flowy, I personally flowy nineteen sixties pants. Is that what you're? you're, you're I want some for? bell bottoms. There we go. Yeah. So no. let's start a petition that we have bell bottoms available in <laughs> in Facebook avatars. I want bell bottoms. I love it. Uh, let's see here. What are the odds that we're going to end up uh, with the new avatars here in the studio? Do, Pretty have we talked high, about that? I would guess. Pretty high, yeah. I would guess. Um, I, so the the comment that they said was uh, the SDK is coming later this year. So that's anytime between now and the end of 2021. And with the SDK, uh, there will be hand tracking supported with uh, the SDK release. I would more or less expect that's when we're going to come on board. Um, I'm very anxious to try them out in here and see how it feels mm -hmm. uh, to have those elbows, like you said, and have those oh, shoulders. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm extremely curious to see how that feels in here, uh, but it won't happen. I don't think until we get the SDK released and that's when the hand tracking and um, he has done some, some hacking magic to get us them now, um, you know, early, mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, I think we got to wait around. Oh yeah. Yeah. These, these hands are pretty stellar as it stands. A uh, few comments here. Smash reality says, uh, I like that the gray hair isn't white. 
There's never decent grays. Yes, as a person who will probably end up with not white but actually gray hair, I, I approve of that. Uh, Andrew King says there are flowy dresses. There you go. I'll just wear a dress. Um, and then a couple other people. It uh, looks like Sampler19 says it. They noticed it right away too. Only skinny pants. Uh, loose clothing requires cloth physics. And, and I get that. And I'm, I'm only – sort of poking the bear with that I, I just want options just like everybody else does but i do understand and appreciate the fact that they, they cloth is hard they claim there are a quintillion options with uh their current setup and i don't who care i don't know how many that. zeros that is Come i don't on. care please don't, i'm gonna count please don't educate me in check. the comments on how many zeros that is i don't need to know <laughs> Uh, cake batter please don't waste development time on 1990s boot cut jeans Hey, what's wrong with bootcut jeans? I, I like Travelin's comment, though, that we need pet animals and uh, other interactive objects. I mean, I would love to have Bogo. If I could have that little pet alien oh, yeah. guy little in guy, my, yeah. my home, yeah, that would be much better. I would love, I would love then, to have that and have friends come over and pet my pets. And then we can complain about clothing options for the animals. It just keeps going <laughs> and going and going. Uh <laughs> All right. Uh, so what else? Do we have anything else about the avatar system to discuss? I mean, we, we haven't had a chance to really dig deep, deep into it yet. So I guess we'll yeah, have just to- those three apps. Heaney was saying um, that he heard some people uh, complaining about the hands and poker stars, that the hands aren't quite as good as what they had before. I'm curious if that's a universal uh, sort of reaction. I think it's interesting that you look at these three examples of, of Poker Stars, Pro Putt, and Coasters. That's a pretty good um, selection of like, I don't know, casual experiences that you would want to have with with friends in VR. Like, that's a good that's a good group of testing apps, right? You get you get a good swath of like reactions out of that. So um, I'm assuming it's still going to keep uh, tweaking and, and evolving a little bit as they try to get closer to what they want out of their avatars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and don't worry uh, as they continue to update and improve the avatars, there will always be something that somebody can complain about, including me. So I, I think this is an ongoing process and, and I, I, I have to applaud uh, Facebook Oculus for continuing to improve this because I think it is critical. And I think there's a huge group of people that it's a big detractor to not be able to make their avatars truly represent who they want to be. And so, you know, kudos to them for uh, doing that. Uh, let's see here. Adam Hartzell, Facebook might be trying to force hardware upgrades from Quest One users. The avatars really tax the Snapdragon 835. Well, I mean, that's always been the case, right? New games come out, your hardware doesn't support it, so you have to upgrade your hardware to play the new games. I mean, that, that's, that's the way it worked. I remember when Doom came out. Yes, I'm dating myself. Uh, it, it's I didn't have enough juice in my computer to be able to run it, so I had to get more stuff in my computer. Thus, the vicious cycle starts. I mean, uh, the Quest 1 people will eventually find themselves needing to upgrade if they want to continue using new feet, if they want to continue using new features. So that, that's, that's important to, to specify. Yeah, this this James's comment about what the life of Quest One and Two will be. Uh, yeah, that does that mean three years instead of two? Um, 
Yeah, I think that's that's what we're going to need to get into that a lot with maybe Heaney here in the studio to talk about the life of these chips. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did verify. It seems like the refurbished Quest ones are still available for sale if you're in the United States. So you can still spend two hundred dollars and go get an original Quest, or uh, obviously a hundred dollars more and get a Quest Two, and you know have a, a longer life there with your hardware. Uh, the thing that that you kind of read between the lines on some of the stuff Boz and Carmack were saying. So obviously. We published, uh, I think, five stories last week, all all told about that uh, 45-minute conversation or so between Andrew Bosworth and John Carmack. Uh, and the big takeaways were, you know, Quest 2 is going to be out there a while. Um, Quest Pro isn't going to happen this year. And uh, they're going, they want to build in features to make uh, a VR headset maybe eat at the market for Chromebooks and tablets. So you've got, that's why you've got the track keyboard. You need to have a sort of robust text entry. And uh, I think the way Carmack put it was, we need to be as effective with a keyboard and mouse as those other devices are. Uh, If you go back, what is it, uh, last year, the iPad Pro added really good, or iPad line added really good support for keyboard and mouse uh, into their tablets. So it took that whole 10 years for sort of Apple tablets to get up to par with uh, this input mechanism that everyone really wants for decades or really is used to for decades uh, as an option for your input on these tablets. And here we are within uh, what 2019 was the first quest that Facebook is already supporting, has initial support for those keyboards and mice. So they're they're clearly on a very serious path here with these these headsets to try to get them so you can do real work inside VR. Um, but the, the going back to James's uh, question here of how long the Quest One, I would not want to be on a Quest One this year or next year anymore. I very much would want 120 hertz uh, and all the other things that are more or less going to hit the Quest Two platform first. And you're going to be left in this uh, sort of waiting room, wondering whether Quest One is going to get, you know, get the good stuff or not. Uh, sometimes several months down the road. So that's one mentality, and I totally respect that mentality. Then there are folks who don't always want to upgrade; they just want want, want they want what they have now to just continue working, that they're content without all these additional features. You know, I'm reminded I have uh, family members who have old phones, like super, super old phones. And I say, why don't you upgrade? Don't you want this? Don't you want this? Don't you want this? Eh, they don't need those features. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that there's a group of people out there, and maybe that's the intended audience for these refurbished uh, quests is I, I just want VR. I can't afford to drop 400 plus dollars after tax and shipping and all of that to get something really juiced up. I need something right now. And uh, yeah, I, I think the quest one, I, I think you're going to see that maintain its position on things like the steam survey and stuff like that for, for quite a while. I, I, I well, bet. I- Two, three years down the road, we're still going to see a good presence. Presence. Yeah, I think that, well, I think that's a really interesting point about Quest One being represented on the Steam uh, list. Because 
it'll be really, really fascinating to see how many Quests and Oculus Facebook headsets sit at those top several positions on the Steam list versus just knocking down every one of the other headsets, uh, the, the, all the different Vives, Index. I'm curious how long Index can stay up there, costing as much as it does uh, on that Steam list. I wanted to throw this up because uh, this is the thing we should probably get into with Heaney at some point and talk about sort of the future the future product lines that Facebook is about to do. Um, Zuckerberg is out there quoted as saying, you kind of need to know what your next two to three products are going to look like. And then in this talk between Carmack and Bosworth, there's this almost like competing visions for the next headset that we're likely to have out of Facebook, where Carmack is outlining Let's do everything in the Quest 2, but let's do it better. Uh, crisper optics, more you know, clearer optics, uh, higher resolution, lighter weight, lower cost. Let's do all of that that we've done with Quest 2. Let's just do it even better. And the assumption there is kind of no extra sensors, nothing else tacked on. Just do everything that's with Quest 2 better. And honestly, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I... I th- I still consider the Quest 1 to be an absolute brick, and Quest 2 is uh, moderately improved off that. There's still a lot to go to make uh, the Quest 2 a more comfortable device. You, you shouldn't have to like go and get uh, a strap right out of the box or even a new facial interface for the people that are having facial breakout situations because the uh, some of those early devices are making some people... Uh, break out and and i I've, i even had that a little bit on my own face where like i wore it for a lot sweated in a lot and then it, it uh caused a little bit of a reaction um but then here's this comment from bosworth where he is suggesting we want to introduce new functionality to the headset in something like a quest pro and that's i i, I hear echoed in that comment something zuckerberg uh said where he kind of hinted that he thought eye tracking and face tracking were the big things that would be really, really, really interesting. So it doesn't seem, all that's to say, it doesn't seem unreasonable that in a very short span of time, we could see ourselves going to a Quest 2 Slim, you know, a slimmer version (laughs) of the Quest 2, as well as Uh. a Quest Pro that tacks on these facial sensors and uh, maybe Im- dramatically improves the hand tracking. That would be the magic I'd really like to see. Is uh, We talked about this last time, but if they could dramatically improve the hand tracking and lower the weight of uh, a Quest 2, then you've got this setup where the, the next generation after that, right? If you, if you do that as your next two headsets, the next generation after that, you can go and combine all the sensors that you put into the quest pro with uh the ability to ship it without controllers so if you can get the hand tracking so it's rock solid this doesn't happen and uh the hands are tracked no matter if you put them over each other no matter what you do then you could sell a headset with the touch controllers optional uh sometimes several years down the road you mentioned in, I don't know if it was the last episode or maybe two episodes, we were talking about the Go, and you said that they should come out with a new version of Go that is sixed off, tracked, and doesn't have controllers. So 
Now you've mentioned a quest too slim. And I wonder which is better, a quest too slim or a go pro well no we don't want to call it gopro but uh-huh. a go deluxe maybe or no that's like what that. it is that's exactly what yeah. it would be it's just so the, they would merge the, that, the two then at that well point. there's there's a couple things that you know you don't want to market a product for five years and then take away its main input system like you wouldn't necessarily want to call it a quest if it didn't come with the controllers out of the box i don't i don't know how many years uh a way it is where they can sell a model of facebook headset that doesn't have controllers but that is the direction they're moving towards and that clearly would probably be a go device a go to you know a go to could be sold with cameras on it and have hand tracking as the input system um but it needs to have a that so if they did that they wouldn't confuse the people out there that are out there to buy quests for gaming it's it's a go it's an evolution of the original media consumption device that facebook sold um and you don't need to have the sixed off controllers for that media consumption experience what they don't want to do is sell a quest without controllers because then you're confusing a whole lot of people out there that expected to get a great gaming device and wouldn't get that out. Sony of it. did it. Sony did it with the PSVR. It didn't have controllers. That's, you had to buy that as that a, a separate SKU. It was a mistake, or was it? Because look and at how it, well it sold. If you go, oh, <laughs> how, how See, many of those are still in use? Okay, so so here is a very interesting thing is that John Carmack recently talked about, and he very specifically used the term skew. He said a skew of a Quest 2 without controllers. He didn't say Quest 2. He didn't say it's a headset. Okay, a device, yeah. a device. A device. Correct. Yes. So a device, but he said a skew which denotes the concept that there could be another skew for independent controllers to be purchased if you want them or if you need them. So it would almost be like in some ways taking a step forward, but also in some ways taking a step backwards by kind of a la carte all of the pieces. I don't oh, know. I think there is a lot. I think he's right. I think there's value in one without controllers. I mean, I can't remember the last time I picked up my controllers. Well, so... For this device, for this specific headset. (laughs) I just kicked my controllers down on the ground. That's nice timing. Um, Yeah, my controllers are down there just in case I need them for some reason, and I never do. Uh, That's... So, coming back to this, like on a time scale of what is Facebook going to do, sometime next year we're supposed to get this apple device is theoretically some apple device could hit the market uh sometime next year that would make sense uh, really really makes sense to me to be the timeline for facebook to do a quest pro come out with something that packs a lot of sensors into a facebook headset that maybe could compete with whatever apple's going to do uh feature for feature with really maybe really great Mixed reality, uh, color cameras, facial sensors, uh, mixed reality cameras, better hand tracking. But the there's there's this other issue here, where the 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 hand tracking software ecosystem is super limited right now. 
So you can't do a lot with your hands only on a Facebook headset. And you could go download the first uh, steps for App Lab. So you could go to App Lab and find the first steps and try out all these interactions where like you can have the trigger hand. And I, I'm even doing it here. I'm pulling my fingers in a trigger motion and it's capturing it maybe half the time, 70% of the time, but you don't want to be holding a virtual gun in VR and have uh, one third of the trigger pulls not be recognized. So they have to improve hardware wise that. So it's captured 99% of the time or 100% of the time. And then you've got to have dozens of apps to back that up. And once you've got all those pieces, then you could release a headset that offers uh, no controllers as, as an option and save money for people. And then you could add the controllers back on as, a, as an optional add-on for the people that want the great gaming experience. But it's mm-hmm. like you've got to go Quest Pro to prove it all out before you can come back to the lower end again. And that's clearly Facebook is never going to seed the low end. They're, they're going to crush the low end for as long as they possibly can. In, in the chat here, uh, Swap and Toggle, clever name, I like that. Uh, I, wa- I wonder how much the cost of the controllers by themselves would be. Now, you can purchase an additional set of touch controllers, like a new set, right? I mean, isn't that something that is I think they're possible? sold as one at a time um, as replacements. I'd have to go see what they're priced on. Heaney might have, yeah. So 69 has, each. Yeah, so so you double that. Yeah, yeah, 140, 140. Yeah. So 140 to replace the two Oculus Touch controllers. And uh, think about that. That's almost the full price of the refurbished Quest 1 uh, just yeah. in the controllers. So if you consider that maybe they could get down to a $200 price of a, of, of a VR headset system just with no hand tracking and then $100 or $200. That was the other thing I think... Uh, Denny Unger uh, or someone else brought up was this idea. It might have been Carmack uh, actually himself who said this. But if you separate the controllers from the headset itself and make the core experience around just this experience of just the headset, then maybe you could do some amazing things with the upgraded controllers. So like to your point of the moves, the moves aren't a terrible are, are so terrible because they were such an old tech to begin with. Yeah. But if you if you do are able to separate them, then maybe you could do some really amazing tech and make them more expensive for the people that want that really amazing haptic experience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's and there's plenty of haptic options out there that they could uh incorporate into uh a new version of the controllers. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh okay. So I think we've uh exhausted that so let's move on to our next piece of news for this week oculus air link launches for all with v28 except me because i didn't get v28 uh on on oculus quest 2 and pc facebook's head of arvr says quest 2's new air link features available today for everyone who has both quest and pc v28 so um Airlink is the ability to stream gameplay to the headset wirelessly from your PC, and the PC has to be sort of beefy to be able to do it well. Um, 
I don't have V28 yet. I've mentioned that numerous times, and I'll say it one more time. I don't have V28 yet, and I'm a little perturbed by it because I want to play around with all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, so, Erling, Ian, have you, what's your experience so far, Have has it been? Yeah, so I played around with it. I went into Half-Life Alex as my first uh, test run. Uh, it's kind of funny uh, when you do this because you're in Quest on a standalone system, no wires, no, no, nothing needed. And then you hit this button. We've got, uh, Heaney, if you would drop our how-to uh, link into the comments, I think that would be great. Uh, so if anyone out there does have V28, we've got instructions on our YouTube channel on exactly what you need to do to get AirLink up and running. Um, you got to have V28 on your PC, V28 on your headset. Uh, and obviously, if you're listening to this later, anything newer than V28 uh, should work for this. Should. All right. So um, you go in there to your menu and uh, you pair up the headset to the PC. So you tell it, this is your VR-ready PC. Uh, and then you look at the button where, it would normal, where you would normally see Oculus Link in your menu. There's now Oculus Air Link. You, you click on it. And uh, after you've done the pairing thing, it pops up and boom, you're in your Oculus home. You've got your dash floating in front of you and you've got your PC VR games. And what's the very first thing most people are going to do as soon as they experience that is go open up Steam, right? You're going to go open hmm. up Steam and open up Steam VR. And it's, it's reminiscent of running an emulator on your PC to me. Like I, I can't, hmm. I can't think of a good example, but like, it seems you're, you're number one, you're running this rock solid standalone experience at the very start. And then you're depending on Wi-Fi to hold out this connection to your PC. And it, you know, not everything feels exactly as good as it did when it was just uh, standalone completely without the PC involved. And then you're adding a second layer onto that by going and opening up P the, the, the Steam uh, home screen and of course the steam home is you're, you're just looking at an empty space as far as you can see so the performance is not too bad when you're just in the home screen and then you're clicking on half-life alex right and you're i got a warning in the last time i did this where the half-life alex warned me you, you don't have enough performance to pull this off even though it didn't happen the previous time this final time it's like just fyi performance isn't going to be great this time um and I'm in the Jeff level, uh, going around uh, trying to deal with uh, Jeff, and it's it's just really awkward to put this many layers in front of what was our, what a, a rock solid, such a good experience. But there's so many people out there that want to have that Half Life Alex experience that I, I understand wanting to remove the wire and go through these extra layers to get it. D um, does it? Does it lower the performance? Like if you're playing Half-Life and will it jack down the performance to like, I don't know, quarter life, maybe, maybe two uh, thirds, a third oh life. I, I, come on. You set me no. up for it, man. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, though, do, do, does it, does it diminish your performance to try to meet the the speed yeah, of your I mean, everything so again it depends on your system depends on i was so i was doing this wireless uh so i did not have a wired connection between my uh pc and my router and it's set oculus air link warns you in the menu don't do that 
Facebook warns, you know, you need to have right now a wired connection between your PC and your router. So it's, yes, my performance ended up being pretty, pretty crummy. And I could even, um, you know, the loading screen where you see the giant map of the city Mm -hmm. in between the chapters of Half-Life Alex, you go in there and I look over to my right and you can see the bands of compression going off into the darkness. You can see like shades of, of black of, you know, really black over here, just a little bit black. And you can see very, very clearly separated these bands of compression. And that was just in a, in just a, a, a menu system, not to mention just going into the actual game. Um, as long as you're looking around like this, up and down, it's pretty solid. The moment you start to lean, move forward, walk around a room, you might notice a little bit of a uh, more of a, a delay there. But again, the way I tested this is not the way that Facebook recommends you test it. You will notice issues at this point. And Facebook is more or less saying uh, in that Carmack interview last week, yeah, uh, Guy Godin proved it. People want this, even if it's got some problems. So we're going to give it to you. That's that's more mm-hmm. or less the way Facebook has has dropped. You know, it's interesting though that the uh, the specifications is you want to have a wired computer to stream to your wireless headset. I get that, but how many people? I, I bet I bet it's less than fifty percent. I mean. I don't, I I, actually, that's not true. I do have one computer, but it can't stream anything. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be beefy enough to be able to stream my games. My beefy computer is upstairs wirelessly connected. So I feel like despite the fact that you were testing not in recommended settings, that test is still valid because I think it accurately represents what a lot of people are going to end up doing. Yeah, and people in our comments are sort of keying in on this. Yeah, it's, this isn't a review. This is me giving my first. I, I didn't follow the instructions. And I, to Kyle's point, this is what lots of people at home would do is they wouldn't ensure that there's a wired connection. The point that that Facebook and this, this is not a, re, a review of the way this functions at this point. Uh, this is me just going in and trying to see if it works. And it did work. And the first time I tried it, it actually worked pretty well uh it's still the pretty well in vr is not good enough uh for a lot of people like pretty well in vr can still make some people sick like that's that's the the reviews this is why we've like uh we've changed our review scale for our games two or three times over the years because uh this stuff develops all the time and we have to kind of keep making sure we're accounting for the, all the new people coming into VR. And at this point, we're the H3 VR, uh, hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. He's been getting messages. And even I got one of these messages from someone who was like, uh, why is my kid's PC stuttering along at three frames a second uh instead of providing him a smooth experience with uh your game on the oculus quest and it's like they went and got an old laptop from 2012 and (laughs) tried hooking that up to this steam game that's got super heavy physics and expected a good experience out of it that's the average consumer those are the people they're selling quests to 
And so it's like you have to uh, assume that there's this huge segment of people out there that just don't read the instructions. And yeah, we're, we've got the how-to guide. We're going to keep testing to make sure we've got a good grasp of how virtual desktop and Oculus Air Link perform uh, in recommended conditions and how they compare uh, when you're, you know, you're right next to the router, you've done the wired connection, you have an AC or an AX router, uh, you've done all those things that you're supposed to and how those compare to uh, virtual desktop. We'll, we'll get to yeah, that. There, there's no real value to me doing a review of how uh, AirLink runs on my 486SX25 hertz uh, with a Voodoo Banshee card from like 1997. That, that, that review doesn't do us any good. Uh, you know, we understand that you got a beefy machine, games run better. Period. I mean, there's no argument there. More power means better performance, but not everybody has that. And so, you know, to Ian's point, there are people buying Quest 2s that have computers that are 10 years old and they're not going to be able to use this feature. Uh, so that, that feature is not for them. That's not for you. Uh, that, that's for people with beefier computers. Or if you decide to take the option to upgrade your hardware, which is what we started off talking about earlier. So that, that's, that's where we got to Got to have that beef. That's right, Harry. All right. Uh, what else do we have going yeah, Daniel on mentioning here? Plutosphere. Heaney has tried out Plutosphere and... Uh, compared it uh, uh, to virtual desktop, uh, and that that was impressive comparison right there. Uh, because again, what we're trying to say here is that there's there's gamers out there who want the wireless experience just because they hate that wire so dang much, and they're willing to, and, and they they don't get sick from stick movement. Uh, so there's people out there that like don't care with the extra milliseconds that are added there. But then again, there's a lot of people out there, a very large segment that are going to buy this thing and go, why does my head hurt after 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have that conversation once a week with somebody, a family member, a friend, uh, you know, a, a business acquaintance that says, hey, I know you're in VR, so when am I going to stop being sick? And I always, I always tell them the same story. I say, look, the first time I got in VR, it was on a three-doff headset with terrible potato graphics and 30 frames per second and a crappy computer running it. And I did it for 20 minutes and then took a three hour nap. Uh, it, it's, it, it takes some time to get used to it and you have to have the best performance to get the best results. So I, I think there's a lot of factors there, but people who are uh, very sensitive to that slight little jitter, um, you know, I always tell people, Try to keep working at it and get used to it. Grow your VR legs. And I know, I know there are people out there who don't believe in VR legs, but I grew mine. I grew mine. Uh, no. I, I had a heck of a time at the beginning. So No, I disagree no? with them entirely. The moment you feel okay. sick in a VR headset, you need to come out. Don't push through that because you're going to get sick. Uh, too many oh, I don't mean uh, – okay, that. sorry. No, I, I, I don't mean to suggest that people should stay in and get sick. I mean try again after you're not sick anymore and you'll find that you'll be able to spend longer and longer in it. That's been my personal 
uh, journey. I just get angry. I just get angry. I get mad at at the hardware developers, the software developers. And what good is that? Choosing this as a career? No, yeah, that's just get angry. Just get angry. Oh, that doesn't do much. Uh, all right. What else, Ian? Felt like you had some other things you wanted. to Yeah, I wanted to bring this up. So, uh, since this is sort of our trends and hardware show, I wanted to talk about this. I've been testing this out for. A couple weeks now, and I've got some thoughts. Let's go back into the images here. Uh, you've all seen this, uh, probably, if you're a Quest owner. Uh, so Anchor sent me one of these to test out. So this is the charging Pretty. dock for the Quest 2. Very perfectly set up here. Uh, and I thought this was such a neat thing, because I was curious how it actually functioned when I saw that they announced it. So obviously, uh, the controllers both charge. And the headset charges, you can see the uh, orange indicator lights here, one for a controller, one for the other controller, and the middle one for the headset. And all three of these uh, units are charging right now on this stand. Uh, This is sitting below my monitor right now. So, like, this is my desk, uh, and uh, my monitor is up here, and it's sitting snugly right underneath there. Um... And I was really curious how this functioned when Anchor announced this product. Anchor is obviously the company that's very well known for making the uh, battery packs and becoming sort of mm-hmm. the brand of that everyone knows when it comes to charging cords and that sort of thing. So here's how it works. Uh, this little dongle fits into the charging port of your Quest 2, and it's magnetic, slips right into the open uh, charger slot, and then uh, when you put that onto the uh, the dock, it uh, connects right here. So you put you lay the headset down, and it just snaps into this little piece that's on the dock. Snaps right in there, and as soon as you've done that, it starts charging up your quest uh, in this mode. Really, really interesting, cool little piece. I'd love to see more accessory makers make this product uh you know make versions of this because it it has been uh a huge time savings to kind of not have to think about swapping out the batteries so i i I have i have a couple questions uh question number one is do you have the deluxe strap for this headset okay if you did it wouldn't support this correct no uh that would be a problem okay and uh, here's what's inside the controllers. So this is their rechargeable battery, and it's got these contacts here that touch the outer shell of the controller. So you put the shell on there. This is a replacement for the battery cover on the device. And then uh, you put that onto the dock, and this is you just sit this in there, and these three contact points touch the dock. And so now you're charging both your controllers and the headset by just putting it in, uh, in this dock. Very, very cool idea. The, the comment I want to make is uh, there ha- it has been a little finicky on these indicator lights. So I have seen the orange indicator light on my quest for a, a two days at a time where it should have been green and fully charged, but it's still Mm. showing the orange indicator light. I'll put the headset on. It'll be at 100%. It'll still show uh, an orange indicator light in there from time to time. 
had another situation where uh, the orange lights will blink. Uh, it'll be blink. It'll be blinking like on, and then it'll be orange, and then off, and then orange, and then off. Uh, all that's to say that yes, I've had a little bit of a sort of like an issue with getting the uh, getting it to sort of show me green all the time. But it was almost like an OCD complaint where uh, if I'm taking this off once a day or twice a day to go use the headset and then putting it back on there. The headset is still mostly charging, and the controllers don't run out of battery power with enough frequency for it to be an issue. So nine, every time I've used this, I've been at full charge, even though the indicator lights have been a little bit uh, flaky on making the contact points here between the edges of the dock and the edges of the controller. Um, so overall, it's it's worked great uh, for my needs even though I've had problems with the indicator lights, it's still fully charged the entire time. So uh, not a lot of complaints to be here other than this like OCD situation of sometimes the indicator light is a little weird. Yeah. So I guess if you are an accessory person, you have grips, you have uh, covers and extended batteries and things like that. uh, This device is more for, stock stock quest too yep yeah yeah uh do they do they have one for the quest og quest quest one no they just built it no. for the quest two which seems like a good call mm-hmm. on their part since it's the new product yeah. so this so these come with a battery a rechargeable battery that they provide you yeah correct and with a new cover and so there's yeah. the new exchange cover that you swap out for the covers that are on your touch controllers right so um you know i i took it took months before my batteries died that came with my original controllers uh i'm just wondering do you know what the length of life that you're getting out of this battery that they're supplying you well that's kind of my point is it's it kind of erases that concern the only the only time battery ever ever becomes a comes up again is if you're going a single session with your quest headset itself beyond what the quest you know the two hours or so that the quest is supposed to be played so uh, my challenge to you then my challenge to you then ian is to not charge them and see how long before you need to charge them again i'll get back to in a month and a half yeah right exactly in, in in june yeah cool that's cool we look forward to it audience please make sure that you remind us uh, so that way Ian can tell. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, what what else do we have here? A uh, lot of comments say, hey, I want to I thank the audience for, for being very chatty and active today. Very cool. Uh, I know that some of you go back and watch this later and you miss out on the live. Uh, attempt to get here during a live show. It's a lot of fun. It's very lively. Uh, and, and a fantastic audience to share this experience with. If you're watching this later, uh, feel free to make a comment because there's there's plenty of comments that can probably be made. And we always go back and read them later and see what people have to say. Uh, or you could be listening to this on a podcast, uh, an audio only podcast. And if that's the case, then uh, 
hey, that, that's that's fantastic. You know, I mean, having to look at us and seeing these wonderful avatars and the hand tracking and Stevie showing all the amazing stuff up on the screen and the interaction that Ian and I have with each other, you know, that might not be your cup of tea. So that's fine. Audio is wonderful for that purpose. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, thank you, E.T. 2K9 now. Uh, you are also very lovely. I appreciate that. Um, Ian, any, anything else that we want to, uh, nothing, nothing else to say. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about talking about, uh, David, but no one's asking about David. So eh. he's dead to us. Eh. He's dead to you. We eh. don't need to talk about him. David who, you know, yeah. when, when I, David who, that's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> check out uploadvr.com and uh, also go to our YouTube page and check out that. We're also on the tweeters and the Facebookses, and uh, we're still working on getting our MySpace up. Uh, we only have one friend so far. His name's Tom. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So check all that stuff out. Like and subscribe and all that corny YouTuber influencer stuff. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for today. Are we doing a show? Is there going to be a show on Thursday without the he there who must not sh- there be named? There should be, but yeah, we're, we're, to- yeah, we're talking about what we're going to do with the Thursday show and, okay. uh, maybe, maybe leave us with a final comment here on what we should times and what was that? Zena. Yeah. Zena will be hosting. So oh, we will fantastic. have Queen Zena. Well, she'll do better than David anyway. So that's good. Of course she will. That's uh, good. Yeah. David oh. who again, right? I mean, David who, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can start calling Heaney David now, since there's not. Two. We talked about that, but we're just going to leave it at Heaney because I've Heaney. invested too much in calling him Heaney instead of David. Yeah. That he's he's always going to be Heaney. Yeah, we can't. I can't do it. It's been a All couple right. of years. Well, that works for me. That works for me. All right. Well, with that, we will leave you to go out into the virtual world and explore. Thank you all very much for watching or listening. We'll see you in the future.